Welcome to the Tom Kenny Podcast. I mean, for the fans. <laughs> Welcome to episode 012 of the Tom Kenny Podcast. Today I have with me engineer, draftsman, designer, friend, world traveler, and like I already said, I guess, close personal friend. Mike, middle name, Burke. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um, that was quite the introduction. Yeah, that's what people have been saying. Everyone, uh, I mean, I guess all of my friends haven't been on podcasts. So when I introduce them, they're kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has kind of been a, um, I guess it's been about a year in the making. Uh, I mean, with all of my guests, it's kind of COVID has kind of put this on hold. Yes. But I'm yes. glad we got this on. Um, I think you're an interesting person. We've had a lot of deep personal conversations throughout the course of the year. That we have. Um, so if you want to just start it off, give a little brief overview of who you are, um, a couple of key points, um, and just basically whatever you think is relevant. Okay. Um, my name's Mike, as we know. Uh, I'm a draftsman designer. Well, actually, that's up for a little bit of debate. <laughs> yeah, we'll touch on that later. Um, do custom cabinetry and uh, like to travel and yeah. And that's it. And that's it. We'll, we'll and we can go home, people. Stay, stay tuned for more. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. Actually, before we hopped on um, actually recording, me and Mike have had a couple of discussions about what how to define his profession um he's unsure because he wears many hats in his different company let's just call the company 1-800 milford cabinetry <laughs> or, or whatever it is um but but yeah i just uh go into a little bit about what your job function actually is and then maybe the fans and i can come up with kind of you know what the what your my, role actually my, is. my yeah. job title and my role mm -hmm. okay so like I said, do custom cabinetry, custom millwork. We work in the high-end field. Mm -hmm. When you do that, what do you, what do you actually do? Like, are you actually designing the cabinets? Are you sourcing the material? Like, so I guess I, I got transitioned out of the designing, mm -hmm. but I still do some design with being the quote-unquote engineer. Mm -hmm. um, How did you start there? Actually, yeah, I, I think that's super interesting also. How did you land in this company? I kind of just like backed into it. When I was working in the restaurant and going to school. <laughs> the restaurant. The restaurant. More to come on the restaurant. More to come. Um, so when I was working in the restaurant and going to school, I started to think about, you know, the future, what I want when, to do. When you're talking about school, are you talking high school or college? College. Okay. And so started looking around looking for jobs and this was the first job i applied to didn't think anything of it i thought you know why not take a shot in the dark and within three weeks of emailing them or submitting my resume i started working there it was a very quick process and mm -hmm. very unexpected and my boss at the restaurant hated me for a little while but <laughs> i mean that's to be expected though yeah. right yeah um so what were, I guess, just backtracking a little bit then, what were you majoring in in college that even led you to this field, right? 
Okay, so I started. Well, in in high school, I was kind of unsure. Okay. Of what I wanted to do, I I knew I wanted to do something in the design, architecture, construction world. A little art vandalay type vibe. Yes. You do do that. you know that reference at all? Not really. Okay, so throughout the course of Seinfeld, George Costanza always says that he wants to be an architect. And, you know, like every season there's a reference to George's alter ego of Art Vandelay, who is the <laughs> architect. Okay. But um, hashtag for the fans. For the fans. Um, so continue. So you're in high school, wanted to do design, architecture. Yes. And I didn't really want to go away, so that limited my selection of schools. Mm-hmm. So I looked into Suffolk and I looked into NYIT, two big ends of the spectrum, mm -hmm. private school, community college. And I got into NYIT, decided not to go because I was unsure. And I decided to go the Suffolk route. And I started in architecture and construction management. Mm -hmm. And I did that for two years. Really liked it, and then decided to transition to Farmingdale for construction management. And five days into that, I left and decided to go back to Suffolk to get an associate's in interior design. Okay. What's that process like? Where, where, why, why did you go to Farmingdale and just decide, I'm out? Because, I mean, it seems like a big jump. You know, you're there for like, you make this big decision and then like five days in, you're like, this isn't for me. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where like, you know how like when you're doing something and it doesn't feel right? Yes. It, it was one of those things. It was like, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like me. It almost felt like it was like a little forced. Mm -hmm. It was like what I thought I wanted, but I think I wanted more, I wanted more design than management i got you so when you went to farmingdale you, you know you're doing like these courses for a couple of days why then pivot back to you know um a different school than a different program within farmingdale um because it was kind of like the same thing when i was in high school i was still a little unsure mm -hmm. i was still a little unsure of the path that i wanted and I knew I wanted the path of, of, of design, construction, architecture, mm -hmm. but I didn't know like what path within that field I, w I, w I really wanted to take. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of why I went back to Suffolk because I found out Suffolk had this interior design degree. And I figured if I'm going to do it, if I, if I like it, then I can continue further. If I don't like it, then I may have wasted some time, but I didn't waste thousands upon thousands of dollars. <laughs> Um, so that's why I pivoted to that. And also because the credits from my architecture and construction management, a lot of those credits got transferred. So I was only, I only had to do like a year more at Suffolk again. Yeah. Um, Whereas at Farmingdale, I'm assuming it would be like another two years. Two or... to three more years. Yeah. I got you. So all in all from Suffolk after three and a half, four years, I have two degrees and a certificate and that somehow landed me a job in a high-end cabinetry place <laughs> at what idea 100 milford cabinets <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know why milford trees sounds like milf like that's just what i keep thinking of isn't that, isn't I, that like a town in connecticut i'm sure milford? yes yes it is um 
You know what I think would also be super funny is it's like if there's actually a one eight hundred Milford Cabin Trees that people think you work at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look it up. If it's real, then I don't work there. If it's there, then I deserve sponsorship money. That's it. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I I find a lot of people. I mean, who go away to college and just kind of get a you know an ambiguous degree and something that they don't really care about. Um, and, you know, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and then they do an internship and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, this is not what I want. This is. I spent four years doing this for. For no reason. For no reason. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think that's a big reason why a lot of people like I, I you know, there's this trope almost of people don't use their college degree. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like a certificate to like show. It's like a piece smart. of paper that companies want to see, but it's not always relevant anymore. Yeah, well, not only just that, right? It's like it's not even like you apply to your same field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like there are some things obviously that like you need to go to school for, right? Yeah, like, like if you want to be an engineer, you have to get an engineering degree. Exactly. Like if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or you know whatever, but it's like if you want to be a software engineer or like you know like whatever it is, <clears throat> or like a salesperson, <laughs> and then it's like you don't you don't need to go to college. Yeah. Um, I also think a lot of people just take it as a free ride. Um, especially since like I went to UMass and then I went to Pace, it was like, I found a lot of people were just taking like a four year vacation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure I, I indulged in that at, at some points, you know, and I didn't take school as seriously as I should have. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to see kind of the counter route of, Hey, I'm not going to go away to school. I'm going to save money. I'm going to actually figure out what it is that I want to do. Um, and then go on the path from there. Yeah. Um, so you graduate Suffolk, two associate degrees and a certificate. A certificate. Drafting certificate. Drafting. Yay, uh, drafting. Um, I draw things. <laughs> and then you go into um, this job. Yes. What, what's the first couple of days like? Intimidating. Really? Yes. Very intimidating. It's like... Like my boss always says, I went from like high school ball to the major leagues in the blink of an eye because Mm -hmm. I went from not even working in the field of design, architecture, cabinetry to working at one of the top companies probably on Long Island. So it's like, I, I have no experience. I barely know what I'm doing because I only have the experiences from school, which are like all fabricated experiences. It's just, yeah. And like, yes. Yeah, like how much field time do you actually have in like, um, like school? Right. None. Barely like, any. Like, like it's how, like how many design projects did you actually do? Like six, you know, if that like full design projects, yeah, like only like five or six, because like I didn't do a four year degree. And usually a four year degree is like super in depth. And by the end of it, you do a few, but they're, you know, start to finish like full. Yeah. But I mean, like, but just even just like my marketing degree, right? It's like throughout my four years, I probably did like four marketing campaigns. I mean, they were full fleshed ideas, but it's like I only did four. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's not that many. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're playing the major leagues. Yes. Um, what's the learning curve like? I was like thrown into the fire. So it was just like, it's like, here's all the information. 
here's an example and do it. And yeah. it was like, I just had to roll with the punches and make mistakes. I still make mistakes and just learn from those and, and just keep my head down and, and keep moving. <laughs> you can't take the mistake personally. Mm. So, you know, that's, you know, I'm still learning. I've only been in it for like three, three and a half years. So it's like, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm still a little, uh, a little baby in the industry. I got you. How, how old are the people you're working with? Uh, What's the office dynamic like? I would say up until recently, there was probably a 10 year gap. And now there's a seven year gap. Yeah. <laughs> I would say about a 10 year gap for everyone. And there's a few younger, uh, younger people who have come in, but I still think I have them beat by like maybe three, four years Wow. in age. I'm probably one of the youngest people there. Damn. So when you say three, four years beat them in age, you're there. They're probably like 28. I got you. Okay. I thought Except you for just... maybe this one kid. Think he might be younger than me. Yeah, and are you friends with your the, with the people in your office? Um, I'm starting to make friends. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> I'm starting to make like make make good friends with everyone, but you know, over the last year with COVID, it's been yeah. hard to like interact. But before that, the first two years, like I said, there was you know minimum of, of like ten years, mm -hmm. and most of my coworkers at that time were women so it was harder to just be like friends with them i got you like i'm not gonna like go out and get a drink with them but one like on one yeah there's now like some new guys that are pretty cool that started there and i got you we're you know we're we're starting to have a rapport and, and be friends but they've only been there for a few months yeah during covid so it's like kind of hard because there's not a lot of uh intermingling happening i got you and when did you pause when did you go back to the office went back to the office let's see because we're recording this in may yes i went back to the office shit i don't even know i think july july of last year i was only out of the office for a few months and oh, then wow. we were able to go back okay i was gonna say because i was in the office <laughs> like i think it was july yeah yeah. I, yeah I mean that would be like 10 months almost a year because it was uh we left the office like three weeks after i came back from vacation last year mm -hmm. yeah so damn dude so I, I honestly it doesn't even seem like you were really that affected by covid then not really at the start. Now it's starting to affect us. Really? Why? With the supply chain, there's, you know, everyone's building things. Everyone's a DIYer now. <laughs> you know, production for a lot of things shut down for so many months. So getting the material is just now starting to get hard. So we're in, and we're in crunch time because of the time of year. Everyone wants work done right before Memorial Day in the summer. I got you. So I guess, I mean, that's interesting, right? So I guess like the summertime is kind of like the slow time then, because I mean, who wants to get work done in the summer? Yeah. So this, yeah, the summer is, is the quote unquote slow time. Mm -hmm. um, but leading up to summer is probably one of the busiest times of the year, just because everyone wants everything done. It's go, 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 mm -hmm. all hands on deck. And uh, yeah. And now we're 
you know, faced with this supply issue. So I got you. See how it goes. Well, so, so what's the actual issue? It's like the suppliers just just this like there's just plywood and drawer tracks and just all the hardware that cabinetry makers need are just becoming scarce. Hmm. They're hard to get. I got it. And what you, what we are able to get, the prices are higher. Higher. Yeah. So, which I mean is good for you guys. I guess yes. I guess you could say it's good for us. Do you guys make the same? Do you get any like is any percentage of your income based on like um, the results on a project? So it's like if you work on a like commission, th- not even just commission, but like if you work on like a three hundred thousand dollar project, it, do you get paid the same? As if you get paid work on like a $20,000 project? Like me personally? Yes. Uh, yeah, because I'm an hourly employee. So I Got have it. set hourly wage. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like pay for performance type of, um, <clears throat> of um, you know, pay structures. I, I just, I think that is a, a very big motivator for a lot of people. And I, th- I just think it makes a lot more sense, yeah. right? Um, but I mean like... I was actually just listening to a podcast the other day, mm-hmm. and in that they were talking about paid for performance. Mm-hmm. It was some some construction podcast, and it, it was had to do with roofers. And the more roofs they got done, the more money they got paid. Mm-hmm. And it was all based on performance. Yeah, and I mean, so like you're 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 your own like not boss, but like like you like, control your fate. Yeah, exactly. If you want to make a hundred thousand dollars. You can. You can. You just have to make. make got to work and do a lot of roofs. Yeah. You don't have to worry about getting a pay raise at an hourly or salaried job because mm-hmm. the more you do, the more you get. Yeah, exactly. And all that. Yeah, and I, I also think it just like I, I think it it does two things, right? Like it incentivizes you to work more, and it also incentivizes you to like, like I I would assume somebody doing the exact same job, but somebody has a paper for per performance you're going to get a higher quality of work for the paper performance and they're going to feel better about the job. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because I mean, let's just say you make 50 K um, doing landscaping, but you know, you make 50 K plus, or, or even say like on the other side, you make 40 K plus every, you know, $2,000 you get, you know, if you know, a lawn is done at a certain level of quality, we'll give you an X amount of bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. It's also funny to see like with my current job, how my view of money has changed relative to like running a business. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting, especially in sales because everything is like so transparent and objective and it's like, we'll be in a meeting and like, you know, my boss will just talk about how much everybody's making mm-hmm. and like how much he's making. It's all out on the table. Yeah. And it, it's weird. Cause I, you know, I've just had other conversations with, you know, whoever, and they're like unwilling to say how much they get make or, or like how much they make or like whatever it is, because it's like that that's like, it, it's just so foreign in their profession. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think if you're in a business, um, I, I, I think it should just be out there. Right. Because I mean like everybody's wages go up. If it's out in the open, and I'm not saying, Mike, what's your pay? Because <laughs> I mean, I'm I like, make a million dollars <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> in my dreams. Um, 
But yeah, so I mean, I guess what then, I mean, kind of going off that then, it's like, what is the progression to making more money in your field? Or even just what's the career arc? Like, what is the next move? Like, are you happy in your current situation? Um, Just go into that a little bit. Like, what do you see the next like five years? So to touch back on like what, how to like climb the ladder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started as just like plain old draftsman. Like, here you go. Here's the information. Draw it. Mm-hmm. Like match this to that. Mm-hmm. Then I slowly transitioned into, okay, here's an architect's plans. Draw it to their plans, but add a little bit of flair to it and this and that, like, bring it up to our standards. So Mm -hmm. they're drawing to our standards. And then I slowly moved into the, the quote unquote engineering and like production of cabinets. So instead of making a drawing that went to someone to then send to the CNC and cut the parts, I was that person making the drawing and Mm -hmm. then engineering and producing that drawing for the cnc to be cut for then the guys in the shop to build Mm -hmm. so that like that has been my my career arc at the moment Mm -hmm. that's how i i guess climbed the ladder Mm -hmm. um and then from there it's just i guess have you had the same title throughout that course i guess i have you gotten like a, a traditional promotion traditional in what sense in a traditional in the sense where you had a formal conversation with your boss and you're like hey you are like you're you are now this not just hey here's more responsibility Um, i mean yeah we had we had uh we've had conversations um but not i guess where it's like hey like this is your new job title this is what you're doing it's Mm -hmm. more like hey like here's more responsibilities for you. And in return, here's a slight raise type of thing. I got it. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty common. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I'm always pushing for people to ask for more money. Actually, one of my, um, uh, one one of my really good friends, Ryan, he is continually, he says that like anytime you have a conversation with your boss about money, you should say you're underpaid. Um, and you should just constantly be asking for more and more and more money. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I totally subscribe to that. If you're not in a pay per performance type of, yes. um, you know, structure. I, I've been lucky enough that my boss is very good at, like, I guess, recognizing pay for the responsibility. Mm-hmm and he's not taking advantage he, yeah he's not taking advantage which is nice because the restaurant not that i would i would say i would be taking advantage of but when you work in a restaurant at applebee's <laughs> quote unquote applebee's, quote unquote applebee's, quote unquote applebee's it's very easy to i guess get taken advantage of in a way because you get paid so little because you are almost a paid for performance type person with the tips yeah um so it, it's kind of the, the lines get blurred there. So going from a restaurant to like a real, like, I don't want to say corporate job, but like a real professional job, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to see that your performance gets rewarded because in the restaurant world, it's 
it's not the other thing the other thing about like working in a restaurant or like i mean i've done i've done like limited service right at like either tropical smoothie or a smash burger and it's like it i like the difference is it's you're just replaceable right yeah. it, it's like you could train somebody in a week to do you know a job at smash burger um whereas like my job it takes a long time <laughs> like mm -hmm. to figure out how to actually be good at this and then like actually see an roi on you know the company's investment in you mm -hmm. um so yeah i i could i definitely see like as a boss being like okay we can give tom a raise or we can go and hire somebody and train them for a year and a half and, and then maybe see an ROI on them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you like your job. Yes. Yeah. Where would you say out of 10 you rank in a happiness in your current situation? I'd say because of the craziness right now. Yeah. I'd put myself. I I, at, I I would say in totality. In totality. Yeah, not not just subjectively in this moment. I would say as a whole, I would put myself at an eight, mm -hmm. and I give it that rating because that's pretty high. Um, the environment in which I work is very good. Yeah, and like the the culture of the office is very good. Mm-hmm. You know, with COVID, things have wavered a little bit. But yeah. That's with anything. I'm a huge anywhere. fan of culture. And, you know, things are back and forth. And, you know, we, we made we made a big move to a bigger warehouse. So, you know, there's some growing pains there. But I would say as a whole, I'm, I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. um, there's moments that I get very stressed and maybe overwhelmed where I yeah. think I'm not happy. But I really don't have... Any just complaints about my job. I got you. Like at the end of the day, like they're, it's a, it's a very good place. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, this is on the record <laughs> because I'm on the record. It's, it's the truth. Um, yeah. I think, I think culture management, I mean, obviously nobody wants to be taken advantage of with pay or with benefits. Yeah. I mean, you want to be, you know, fairly treated in that capacity, but more and more, um, I'm starting to think about it, and maybe we've actually had conversations about this, but it's like the actual day to day is so important. Mm -hmm. It's like, do I like who my boss is? Do I like who I'm around right now? Um, what's the culture of this place? Yeah. Um, do I not enjoy getting up and going to this job? Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it, like mo money is great, right? Like, yes. Uh, as I love I, money. Yeah, yeah. As I previously said, I always want more. Yeah. But, um, you also want to enjoy your life outside of, you know, like you want to enjoy your life when you're at work. Yeah. Um, and as much as you can find a natural, you know, synergy between those two things, it's like, yeah. And I mean, it, it seems as though you found that at this company at 1-800-Milford-Gaventries. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> but with, with the day-to-day -day of mm -hmm. things because of, of COVID right now, it has been stressful. It has, yes. I guess, taken a, a small toll on me. And COVID has got me thinking about like, I guess, like other streams of income mm -hmm. as, you know, as a, a just in case. Mm -hmm. So, you know. The side hustle is becoming very prevalent. The side hustle is something that I definitely would like to get into. I mm -hmm. mean, I have a small side hustle, I guess you could say, with occasionally helping out at my old restaurant mm -hmm. 
Um, Applebee's, quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote Applebee's. Um, but being able to have like a real side hustle would be nice. Something that doesn't necessarily interfere with my job, mm -hmm. but also something that would be enjoyable. And we're back. This is, again, the time where I would have sponsorships, but I don't. So eventually, this will be the time. Maybe Oreo. Maybe, never Oreo. Never fucking Oreo. No? Dude. <laughs> no, dude. I'm very <laughs> anti. I love Oreos. Oreo's great. Um, I mean, like, look, if they do want to sponsor me, hashtags, you know, I'll sell out, no cap. But <laughs> the idea of of working at Oreo was more so like, I don't want to have like a boring corporate job where I'm just a cognitive machine. And it's funny how now that's what I am. Um, <laughs> but, but it's, it's what, it's whatever. That's a slave to the man. Exactly. I am, uh, I'm, I work at a desk. <laughs> like it's fine. We all um, work at a desk. <laughs> yeah. We're at a desk or, or somewhere. Bar top. Bar top. Right now. Um, bar top. Um, but let's get back into it. Side hustles. Side hustles. Um, this is where I feel like a lot of people um, nowadays, there's this idea of like, a, oh, dude, like I'm going to build an empire um, that I had in my own mind. Um, so, so when you think of side hustle, when you think of like extra income, what exactly are you thinking about? In terms of like hypothetical or like actual Either. things? Either. Well, I mean – like, what are accomplishments that you want to have in the next, you know, 5, 10, 20 years um, with relation to your income, right? So, I mean, like, for me, this podcast is a side hustle, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not monetized, and I'm unsure if it ever will be, but it's something that, like, it, like I consider this podcast part of my empire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, like, when I think of, like, an empire, I think of, like, real estate properties i think of like franchising like you know mcdonald's and stuff i think of um having this podcast i think of like having a, a diverse network of interesting people mm -hmm. um but yeah you know i mean very very i think traditional stuff um for today um and like will i execute on building out this empire maybe like, like, we'll see, you know, like that's Tune in five years to find out ex exactly. Well, yeah, five, 10, 20 years. Um, but, but that's kind of like my idea. So, I mean, like, what is your quote unquote idea of either a side hustle or, you know, the Mike Burke empire? <laughs> um, I guess something as a side hustle would be, like I was saying, something I enjoy, something that, that doesn't necessarily interfere with my current job. Um, something that doesn't necessarily have to make maybe a lot of money, but almost like something that can be done as a hobby and maybe like having like an independent design studio, right? Or like a freelance design thing where you're doing stuff and projects that you actually want to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like that, that could be something. Do you have a specific idea in your mind of what you want to do? I mean, I I actually just started a podcast. A podcast. A no. rival podcast <laughs> to take down the Tom Kenny show. <laughs> so so I actually I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago. This one or a different one? Well, this one I did listen to a you few traitor. weeks ago, but there was there was another one. <laughs> um, and they were talking about buying this this wood off of Amazon. 
Mm -hmm. And this wood was actually like a, uh, like a cutting board kit, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. And by kit, I mean, it was just a bunch of wood pre-cut that you just have to glue together, mm -hmm. sand and finish and all that. So I was like, oh, let me buy it. You know, I like working with wood. And so I bought the wood, made a cutting board, posted a few pictures, or my girlfriend posted a few pictures, I should say. And some people were like, oh my God, that's great. That's beautiful. Like, can you make me one? This and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, Do you want me to sponsor this? You want to sponsor it? Yeah, like, 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 do, like, do you have a name for it? Like, Not really. No, I don't have a name for it. Let's make one up right now. Like my, Mike's cutting boards. My <laughs> Mike's cutting boards. Burke's boards. Do you have a do? You, like, is it just on Instagram or whatever? It's not even like on Instagram. It was just like my girlfriend like posted stuff on her story, pictures. and like some of her friends were like, "This is awesome! Like, can you make me one?" And blah blah blah, blah and all this and all that, and just people were giving me like nice comments. So I'm actually I have some wood on order. And I'm going to be making, I think, two or three cutting boards. I'm actually sending one to one of her friends for free. And she's going to stress test it and all that. And, you know, who knows? Maybe something you. would come of it. I guess. But at the end of the day, if nothing comes from it, and I just make cutting random boards. cutting boards here and there for family and friends, then I'm okay with that because it's something that I like to do. It's a little bit of a, a hobby. It's like a stress release it could be a, a small mini side hustle. Yeah, exactly. It's like that that's could turn what, into an empire. It, I'm all about the empire, dude. Who knows? Um, but yeah, dude, that's, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think anything that you do, that's like a side hustle or something like that. You have, or I mean, I guess even anything, right? I mean, even with regard to like relationships, it's like, you have to be okay if this fails. Right. And like, how you feel about doing this or being with this person or, you know, having this conversation or whatever, it's, you have to be okay if it doesn't work out because you're doing it for the process rather than the results. Right. Exactly. So it's like, if you never make, or like me, right. Like if you never make any money from these cutting boards or I never make any money from this podcast or whatever it is, right. It's not a time sink because the value is in the act of doing mm -hmm. right and, and you know all the material benefits i mean uh, i mean we're talking about you know building the empire quote unquote right so i mean you need results yeah but um but but like uh, to a certain extent the results are secondary where like building those cutting boards could just be a hobby yeah exactly and it's like if you make a hundred million dollars awesome yeah yeah that'd be some cutting board if i made an empire with it would be a cutting board empire it, yeah Mike's cutting ports. Yeah, dude, I, I totally think you should do that, right? Because I mean, like, what what's the downside? Like, make an Instagram, have like a couple of girls make a, a YouTube videos or whatever. I could fucking start screaming about it on this podcast. Go buy the cutting boards, damn it. I mean, I might only have an audience of, you know, 10, 20 people, but like eventually it's gonna be big. Yeah. Um Yeah, dude, that that would be fucking sick. Um, but what what do you think you like about it? Is that would you say like design is like kind of like your passion? Yeah, I think. Do you design... have a passion, or are you just saying that like design is your passion? Because I asked that question. No, I, I would think like design in general, whether it's designing a house, designing a kitchen, designing a cutting board, mm -hmm. you know, um, even designing a, a plate of food. Mm -hmm. Like you cook all your food and then you lay it out on a plate and you you design that plate and take a picture of it. I think design is 
my passion mm-hmm. or my like I, I just love design mm-hmm. and and I love architecture and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would, that would, I guess you could say that's my passion. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you say it's your passion? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Design in any aspect, whether, like I said, it's creating something physical out mm-hmm. of like wood and designing uh-huh. that, or maybe not design, creating, being like a creator, a maker, yeah. like how YouTubers say they're creators. Yeah. I would say being some, a creator in some form is like a passion of mine to, to make something out of nothing or like mm-hmm. something is greater like than child. it's greater than the sum of its parts type of thing. Yeah. I got you. Like that's, that's what I like. I understand. Um, what other passions do you have? Well, not even passion. I think passion is such a loaded word. Yeah. It's like, someone's like, Oh dude, this is like my passion. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean like I, I totally believe that like creating is like, it makes you feel alive. Yeah. Um, makes you feel accomplished when like you finish it. Yeah. Um, but what are other things that you enjoy doing? I know we have met up in uh, a couple of different countries. Yes. Um, well, just maybe just one, maybe just one. Well, if you consider this a different country too, we've we've met up in two countries. Technically. Yes. Um, (laughs) I I guess, I guess you could say traveling is also a a passion of mine. Yeah. It's hard to do right now because of COVID. Yeah. But I, I I do like to travel, dude. You know what I was you know what I was thinking about? I um, since since I've been going into my job since July, it's like I was I was just recently thinking about how has my life changed because of COVID, and I really think it's just because I haven't I haven't been to clubs. <laughs> because I mean, like I like during the pandemic, I've been to Vegas, I've been to Miami, I've been to Fort Lauderdale, I've been to Delaware, and I've been to Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. It, it's like it, my life was not impacted at all. And I mean, like, I was, like, when I was in Vegas, it was literally the day the NBA shut down. So, I mean, I don't even know if you really want to count that. Um, Raleigh and Delaware were kind of just like camping trips. So we didn't even like see anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miami, that was, that was just kind of a trip. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, I, that was uh, just, I heard spring break was happening and I was like, I want to go down there. <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> I was like, everybody's going to get vaxxed almost. Like, we're, <laughs> we're ready. We're here. We're here. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I totally agree. Um, what what sparked the uh, – how many times have you been to Europe, actually? I've been to Europe – Been there like three times, four times, right? I've been there four times, I believe. I believe it's been four times. Wow. Five times. Five times. I've been there five times. Tell me about those trips. Rank them. One to five. Ooh, one to five. And Man. also, you went there with your girlfriend for one of those trips, right? Yes. So that has to be at least one or two. So I would that say can't be five. <laughs> I would say number one and two would be shit. Actually, it's hard. So one, two, and three in no particular order. Okay, so be- there are two trips that were just trash. I'm just kidding. I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you don't actually have to rank them. Um, but ju- just tell me how the trips are different. Okay, so. Do, do we want to go with like order of like my first time in Europe? Yeah, sure, sure. So my first time in Europe was when I was in like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Went to Ireland for like almost three weeks with my whole family almost. And toured the countryside and met a bunch of family members and just had a grand old time. And then 
you know, fast forward, I don't even know, like 10 years. And then I went back to Ireland with, uh, with my dad. I surprised him with a trip there to go mm. see family right after uh, my grandfather passed. And Sad. Yes. And that was a fun trip. Thank you. That was fun. We got to go to Ireland and we got to go to London. And I would say that is when my travel bug got like hit. Yeah. Because I had such a great time. I was actually planning on doing a solo trip for a month, but then I decided to surprise my dad with the trip. Then a year later, almost to the date, I went back to Ireland with two of my very good friends, mm -hmm. which was around the same time that Tom and his friend were in Brandon Europe. Smith. Brandon Smith. Who, who we, 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 I think we, I don't know if we actually detailed the trip, but we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. You guys touched on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so on that trip, we hit a bunch of places, Ireland, Galway and Dublin, 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 Guinness factory. It was great. You should go there. Um, I wish I had a soundboard for this podcast because I would have just pressed like a Conor McGregor. You'll do fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so yeah, so we went uh, Ireland, London, Italy, and then we hit Spain. And in Spain, Barcelona specifically is when and we met up. We met up. That was a fun time. That was a great time. I yeah, I love Barcelona. It was it was incredible and. Going to the beach, that was fun. Yeah. Swimming out to that jetty and yeah. the Coast Guard yelling at us. Yeah. Hashtag for the fans. Yes. Um, when I guess I guess we met up the night before we had like dinner or whatever. We were all just like talking. We were like, okay. yeah, yes, yes. On um, and and then we were like, okay, um, let's meet up at the beach the next day. Yeah. So fast forward to the next day, we're all just like sitting there and we're hanging out and. Uh, I forget, I forget what exactly were happening, but there were like these girls behind us. And it was like, a, it was fun. And we were, we decided to go swimming and we noticed that there was like these big, like rocks and like this jetty, like pretty far out. So me and Mike, um, Louis Giuliano, who is also invited to be on this podcast. I'd love to interview him at some point. Um, and Brandon Smith, um, from a couple of episodes ago, go watch that episode. Uh, listen to that episode. Sorry, we have no <laughs> video. I apologize. Hashtag for the fans. Um, so, so we all just start swimming out there, and then who was it? The Coast Guard or somebody? Well, we got we got to take one step back. We actually had to bury all of our stuff. Oh yeah, we dude. all had like a backpack with some stuff in it, our phones, yeah. room keys for our hostel, our wallets. We had to we buried it in the sand and then put our towels over it. Yeah, and then we proceeded to swim out to this jetty. Which was a lot further than we thought it than was. we thought. It was. <laughs> and when we get there, Brandon and Lou immediately like get onto the jetty. Yeah. Then Tom starts to climb on it, uh -huh. and that's when the Coast Guard comes, comes over. over. And I'm like, I'm out of here. I don't need to get arrested in Barcelona. Spain. Yeah. Plus. We've been in the water for probably 20, 25 minutes now. And I'm like, we got to, I got to get back to our stuff. Like someone could have stole our stuff. So I'm like, I'm going back. That's so funny. And then these guys somehow get off the jetty without the Coast Guard. Yeah, them. no. Yeah, we hopped on there because I guess the Coast Guard had like, he'd like, been like, hey, get off that rock or whatever. And <laughs> we were like, okay, we will, we will. And then we just go on the rock and we're kind of like, okay. So we, and then the Coast Guard like, goes away like a pretty decent far 
out. So it's like if, if we saw the Coast Guard coming back, we would have been like, okay, let's let's fucking hop off right now. Um, and, and also it was like, yeah, it was a long swim. Yeah. So we were kind of tired, I guess. Um, it was very tiring. Yeah, dude. That was yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then and then yeah, dude. Yeah, that was such a fun trip. Mm-hmm. I had a lot, a lot of fun memories. What was the um best part of that trip? Because you were dating your girlfriend at that point, right? That was my ex-girlfriend. Oh. So I was in a relationship at that point. At that point. Oh wow. I didn't I didn't even notice that. Yes. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um but i guess my, my favorite part of that trip other than visiting my family when we were in ireland would be going to florence yes the city was amazing uh-huh. it was it was great i would i would go back there in a heartbeat mm-hmm. um you can yeah I, I could well not now but. but maybe in like a year um yeah i've heard florence is a great city it was it was awesome food yeah. was great views were great yeah me and brandon we went to rome and that was it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's when you lost your phone too, right? In well, I, or was yeah. that in Paris? No, no, uh, no, no, no. It was in Rome. So we flew into Paris. We actually went to a different city to a different airport like that night. Um, had dinner in France and then flew to Rome. And then from the Rome airport to the hostel, we took a bus. And on the bus, I lost my phone. Mm. So it was literally like the second day of a 30-day trip. Um, but I'm, I'm actually very happy I lost it. Right. Because I mean, it was like, because I disconnected. Yes. I very much felt like I was more like present to the moment in that trip than I, than, you know, on other trips. I mean, I guess the same thing with Africa, right? Cause mm-hmm. we, I didn't have my phone. Yeah. Um, I definitely could have seen myself just being like taking pictures and stuff, which I mean, I regret not having more pictures from that trip, yeah. but you know, whatever. Can't cry over spilled milk. Yeah, exactly. You got all the pictures in your yeah, facts in your head. Um, yeah. Okay. So Florence. Um, and what's what, what was the fourth trip? Fourth trip was I went to Iceland with three of my friends. Scoot. That was a five day like bender of a trip. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I think I was up for almost three days straight. Before really? I slept, I was fucking delusional. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, of course. Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I wasn't <laughs> sure what the what the no. The, dude. I think that was the first curse we. Uh, Is that dropped. true? I, I don't think we've cursed. Wow, I gotta start cursing more. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I was I was delusional. Wow. Like the third day, and uh, if you ask my friends about it, they'd say I was being a little bitch on the third day. But I mean, if you go three days without sleeping and you're in another country and your friends want to go out drinking at like two in the morning in Iceland when it's sunlight 24 hours a day. It's a little rough. We were all roughed up, but I was the worst. I did a lot of the driving. We did cross country in two days. We went back and forth in two days. I got you. Um, great trip though. I mean, yeah. Who'd you go with? Uh, I went with Lou, Jared and Zach. Damn. So they're kind of like your travel buddies. Yeah. I mean, especially Lou, right? Yeah. You're, Me you're... and Lou have been to, six countries damn yeah lou is your your version of brandon to me yeah you could say that yeah yeah um and then where'd you go on the fifth trip fifth oh, trip oh can i guess 
I, I okay. I don't have to guess. I know what the answer is. Just tell <laughs> me for the fans. For the fans. Uh, I went to Paris with my current girlfriend. Okay, that's good. That's good. And that was a fun trip. Also, we spent ten days there, which is probably the longest I've ever spent. You went to Paris, right? In one place, yeah, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was really fun. It was something different because I'm used to uh, go go go. Yeah. And this was like kind of like we stayed in one place in the city and got like a feel for like the Parisian life. Yeah. And that was, we left, I think two or three weeks before Paris shut down. And then we for, shut down for, for COVID. COVID. Wow. And we, we had our trip planned for like three or four weeks later. Mm-hmm. So we could why'd have move, potentially got stuck in Paris. Why'd you move it up? I think it had something to do with her job or my job, something mm-hmm. with timing. It was easier to do it um a little earlier um and you know all worked out i got you so this it was good i got it and how long have you been with your current girl three no <laughs> two two years and a few months yeah um and, and how's everything on that front terrible everything good no i'm joking okay, okay. <laughs> i'm joking great hey guys we uh actually <laughs> i think we are having technical difficulties <laughs> no um, everything's great everything's awesome um so how what what when you're looking for a relationship um what are you looking for like what do you really like about your girlfriend i don't know if we can say her name or not we can her name's michelle michelle what do you what do you really like about michelle um and then what do you dislike no i'm just kidding. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i would say that like we can be like a hundred percent ourselves we could be like goofy we could be crazy like mm-hmm. There's no like filter between mm-hmm. us. Um, we can go from bickering like a married couple to being fine in the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite comical sometimes when we're in public. People mm-hmm. look at us and laugh because of the way we act sometimes. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, shut the fuck up, or I hate you, or I'm going to kill you. And then like people will look and be like, is everything okay over here? Or like, <laughs> did that woman just say she was gonna murder that? There guy? was this this one time in Ralph's where it was just comical, and like, there was this one guy who just like stared at us and started laughing because of the conversation we were having. Yeah, um, I think those are the best relationships. Yeah, um, there, there's no. I like sarcastic tones in a relationship. Yeah, we 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 do that sometimes. <laughs> we, we get that sarcasm flowing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the uh, I hate you is, right? I mean, hopefully it's not I actually hate you. <laughs> and then two minutes later, you're fine. Yeah. It's more of a, yeah. I'm joking, I hate you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you're, I mean, even I guess just outside of romantic relationships then, it's like, what are like um, the three things, or like, you know, it doesn't have to be a set number, but um, like, I'm, I mean, I think you just hit on a kind of comfortability with the person. Um, but is there any other like critical aspects that you look for in a friend or a romantic partner or that you currently like in Michelle that like immediately comes to your mind? Um, she's confident Mm -hmm. and matter of fact, she doesn't take any shit, Mm -hmm. you know? So I like that. There's no, you know, beating around the bush when we have conversations about stuff. It's 
a very matter of fact conversation. Mm-hmm. And when things need to be serious, we're serious. When things can be a joke, we can we can joke. Mm-hmm. Um, just very just real, down to earth type of person mm-hmm. who who doesn't fuck around. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't fuck around? Yeah. Unless what do you mean? Fuck unless around? fucking around is because <laughs> I like fucking around. Yeah, fucking around in the sense of like serious when you need to be fun when you can be. Yeah, it's like, like not everything's a joke. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like when people when I I've asked that a couple, I've asked that question to a couple of people on the podcast. And it's all very like similar answers. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to be comfortable with this person. I want to be honest with this person. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's funny how we all kind of want the same things and then it like permeates differently. Like, yeah. Um, but it's also funny because something I've been thinking about a lot is like habits and like routines and, and stuff like that. Um, I forget, I forget who said it, but I forget. Somebody said, like, um, you are what you repeatedly do, right? So, I mean, success is, you know, not the end result. I might be butchering this, but it's just, (laughs) you know, a habit. Success is a habit. Um, And I think they were talking maybe more with reference to work and your career. But it's very true in, like, how you – in your relationships also, it's like – being a great partner or being a great, you know, son or brother is not um, how you feel. It's like, what are the actions that you're repeatedly doing for the other person? So do you know if you have any like rituals or like set things in either your friendships or your relationship where you're like, okay, like we go to dinner like every Tuesday or, and it's like, we just talk or it's like, okay, like every like month I meet up with Lou or one of my friends and do mm-hmm. X or something. Yeah. Um, do you have, yeah, any... we, we do X all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Yes. Um, no, no, no drugs. No drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but if, um, but yeah, do you have any like set routines like that? That's just been something I'm thinking about a lot. Um, well, So different routines or habits before COVID, I would say maybe like once a week or every other week, my friends and I would go out somewhere and get dinner, whether that was like going to like Chipotle or uh, Bar Louie before they closed, RIP. Um, RIP. You know, $5 Burger Tuesdays, it was lit. Yeah, dude. Bar Louie was nuts. It was. It was. Yeah, it was too big, though. It was way too big. Yeah. But it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. I love having it right down the block. Facts. Um, but as far as I guess like habits now with COVID, really like all that stuff has kind of stopped with my friends because it's kind of hard to 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 do those kinds of things right now. Um, but as things start to open up, you know, we're starting to do things again, which is nice. Um, but then with uh, with my girlfriend, typically every weekend, mm-hmm. I stay at her place. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sunday breakfast or brunch, like cooking at, at her place is mm. 
kind of like an every Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. The past few weeks, not so much because there's just been so much stuff going on in our lives and, you know, we're either up and out or I, I might not be staying there. Um, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. But doing that is definitely a big thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And we try to do because that's the only, like, I guess, morning that we really have together. Because mm-hmm. on Saturdays, I usually work. So I'm out at like five, six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, during the week, we, we try to cook at least once or twice, mm-hmm. if not more, when I'm when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like our, our yeah. habits and, and rituals. I got you. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I, I think having habits and rituals and stuff are are very – it's, it's like important as – It's as nice a, to have structure yeah, in a sense. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean like I'm also – I am I also love spontaneity. Yes. But like structure, it's just kind of like make sure it's, – it's like a check-in point throughout the course of the week. Um, but it also just like it's very easy for time and things to get away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just having like, oh, like you know, every Friday we go to a new restaurant, or it's something I've I've been doing with my family recently is uh, you know every Saturday we go out to a different restaurant on Long Island. Um, and it, it's it's a fun little thing of like okay, like just Saturday, like we'll catch up, we'll talk about life, we'll talk about like how everybody's doing, and we'll have this fun little experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, and with it being a new place every time, it, it's some somewhat structured, but somewhat exactly uh, spontaneous. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. Um, and it's like I forget who said it, but it's like it's also very easy with for I mean, outside of a romantic relationship, because a romantic relationship really kind of dictates your attention, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you like like if if you're not giving your romantic relationship attention, it's you can't put that on hold, right? It's like you basically don't have a relationship if you're not constantly feeding that. Mm-hmm. But the opposite is true or can't be said, I guess, for friendships where it's like you could not see your friend for like two years and think that like you're still friends with them. Where it's like you can't not see your girlfriend for yeah. two years and be your girlfriend. Yeah. Like us, um, we, I probably haven't seen you in – Probably a couple months. A couple months. Yeah. And – here we are. Here we are, picking right back up where we yeah. left off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we live like three houses from each other. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to get to each other. But um, yeah, that's what I love and hate about our relationship. Yeah, we go on these like benders of not seeing each other, and then like we come back together like like nobody's business, and then we, in a foreign country, <laughs> in a foreign country, and then we slowly go out again, go out again. And then it's, we're like, we're like waves crashing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of just like, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's also good, like catch up. Right. Cause I mean, like not everybody needs to be in your life all the time. Yeah. Right. You don't need to talk to everybody all the time. Um, but another thing that I've, I've been thinking a lot about is with romantic relationships and with friendships and with like business relationships. Right. Um, I think there's this idea of like, especially in romantic relationships is of like, um, like what is this relate? What am I getting out of this relationship? Um, or I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess in all three of those different domains. Um, and I've kind of recently been trying to flip that and being like, how am I providing value to these people? Right? Like how, how like, what is my value to them? Not even like my value. Right. I, but it's like, I, I mean, I guess. Right. But, um, like how can I be a better brother? Right. Like how can I be, a better brother for Sean 
or how could I be a better friend to, you know, my, my friend Ryan or Peter or Scott? Um, and it's just interesting where it's like Gary Vaynerchuk has this idea of like 5149. Like he'll, he always wants to be giving more value to the other person than they're giving to them. Um, and yeah, it, it's just an interesting thing of like flipping the dynamic of, um, but like, where do you find your value to be in either a romantic relationship or a friend relationship to be? Like, what do you think like the biggest things you bring to those domains are um, outside of the, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, let's just call it the masculine energy. <laughs> I feel like in my romantic relationship and my friendships, and even I guess like family relationships, I I try to be. I don't know if I guess I am necessarily, but I try to be. Like that person where like, if you need me, call me and I'll be there mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, so like I, just being helpful. It, it, it's a weird thing to think yeah. about, right? Because it's like, it's hard to articulate what it's also it, it, it's weird to think about because it's like, okay, like what is this person getting from me? Mm -hmm. um, and if you've never thought about it, it's hard to just come up with it on the spot. So yeah. I, I know it's, it's a tough question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I try to be there for someone if, if they need it. Yeah. Like if they say like, Mike, I, like I need your help or can you pick me up from the train station or can you do that? Or can you do that? Like, unless there's like something that's, stopping me from doing it mm -hmm. like i'm at work or i'm tired not even if i'm tired <laughs> like even if i'm tired like i'll do my best to try and like be there or even just text with someone if, if they need it mm -hmm. i mean I, I feel like maybe it might not happen that much mm -hmm. but even if i can do it once for a friend mm -hmm. then i think that that is enough yes yeah. it's it's also interesting because it's like People, I mean, with the five love languages, like you, you've heard of this, right? It's basically like kind physical of. touch, like material things. Like mm -hmm. anybody can look it up. I'm actually not really well versed in it. Um, but it's like people derive value from different, like, like active service is one of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting to like even think about like stuff like that, right? Where it's like you think going, like, like, sh like getting somebody from the train is like a lot of value. But that person might not think that that's that big of a deal, mm -hmm. you know? So it's – we as and that's why I, there's this idea of like beginning with the end in mind of um, like with each of your different relationships being like, okay, like what do you actually care about? Like what do you want me to do? Like what, like, what do you derive value from, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that's kind of a question I would ask of you now is like how can I be a better friend to you, right? Like what do you want – your friends to be rather than what type of friend do you want to be? Uh, you know see. what I mean? Yeah. I get what well, you're saying. well, I mean, it's a different question than what I just previously asked, mm -hmm. but like what, like, uh, and I'm like legitimately asking you, like, like how can Tom Kenny be a better friend to you outside of giving you money and you know, whatever it is. Right. I, I, I don't know. Not. And I mean, it, it's like, like I want my friends to help me accomplish my goals um, and to – I think different friends for different reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
there are some friends that I have where if I'm, if I'm calling them, I just want to go have a fun time at a club. Mm-hmm. And there are some friends where I want to, I want them to help me in my professional career. Um, but they can each help me accomplish said goal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't want people who are just coming in my life and continually taking value. Um, I don't want to be throwing parties and somebody coming over and not bringing, you know, beer or, you know, they're bringing 10 guys with them. Right. It's like, that's like, it's a, it's just such a lack of, of social dynamics, but the same thing within a relationship, right. It's mm-hmm. or, or, or uh, like a business relationship. Like I don't want people who I'm doing business with where I'm just constantly giving them leads or, you know, you know giving them references. You're constantly, yeah. Constantly giving them something to run with and then like there's no return on your effort for them exactly in the business but, world but, but it, it's a weird line to draw right because it's like i like i said i want to be giving more value to them than they're giving to me but i don't want to be getting no value mm-hmm. right and i also don't want to give with the expectation of giving in return or, or getting in return mm-hmm. because then it's like then that's almost manipulation, right? It's like, oh, I'm just doing these good things so you can do good things for me yeah. in the future. It's like, well, that's fucked up, you know? Um, but like, what what are your biggest goals, right? Like, that's why I was so passionate um, when you were bringing up about the, the woodcutting thing, right? Because it's like, I would love to help you get that to be like a legitimate like income stream for you um, in any capacity I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I would do that, but like, Hashtag the Tom Kenny podcast. Um, but like, what, what are your goals, right? What are my goals? Like, like, do you have goals? Like, do you have income goals? Do you have relationship goals? Do you have adventure goals? Like, I mean, my whole thing is adventures, relationships, accomplishments, mm-hmm. right? And how do you find as many things that fit into those buckets that are subjectively fulfilling for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you have any, like specifically written down, um, and you would feel free to put them on blast for the world. You know, maybe we could come back in three years and, uh, <laughs> and hold you to the fire. I mean, goals, definitely, you know, get married, have a family, mm-hmm. something that I want to do. You care about. That I care about. Um, maybe possibly starting an empire, like, an we, empire. like we talked about. Love empire. Or side hustle. Just, you know, something that I can use my time, mm-hmm. free time that could provide a service for someone or income for myself, something like that. Yeah. Um, an empire of good. Yes. An empire of good. So I guess maybe like, I guess a goal would be like starting a business mm-hmm. at what level that is. I don't know. Okay. But, but is that like a legitimate goal? Like it, like, do you like, do you have your goals written down or is it, no. uh, these yeah. are just ideas that you're ideas saying. that are things that I would like to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think I could reach, mm-hmm. um, starting a business has always been, I guess, something in my head from a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but exactly what that business is, I'm, I'm unsure of, mm-hmm. you know, my time in the restaurant, I always thought like, oh, it would be great to own a restaurant, but owning a restaurant and running a restaurant is hard, hard. And the margin for error is very small. Mm-hmm. If you fuck up, you can lose it. Mm-hmm. super quickly so yeah the, you know but some some form of business would be 
a gold mine. Sick. Yeah. The empire. Yeah. And just like getting back to like the accomplishment slash empire thing, it's like, it's not, um, like it's like when I say empire, right. It's not really like, it doesn't have to be like the idea of like the Tom Kenny empire, right. That doesn't actually mean like, a lot of like different businesses and like you know you make a ton of money like you're going to turn into jeff bezos yeah no, no it, rule it, the world with amazon yeah that's like it's like the spirit of an empire yeah right it's like the the spirit of like you're doing what you want to do you're you're like not only just professionally but you're doing it with the people that you want to do it with mm-hmm. um and i also like the idea of i think you were kind of hitting on this also of doing a, a like a different things right so it's like you have the side hustle and you have your like career and you have a business. Right. But it's like, you're just doing them in different proportions that you want to do them in. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the spirit of the empire is. Yeah. And let me tell you the empire, it strikes back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dude, that's funny. Um, that was a good one. But yeah. Uh, do you have, I, I think we kind of. Uh, I think if anybody listens to this podcast, they'll have a pretty solid idea of who Mike Burke is. Do you think so, or do you think that there are some other things that you want to hit on? Um, anything I, that's like mission critical. I don't think so. No. No. Okay. I think. I think you get a general idea of who Mike Burke is. Who he is. What he loves. What he's passionate about. Yeah. What he does on a day to day. Who his friends are. What type of friend he is. Um. Yeah, I, I think so also. Well, with that being said, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I hope in a couple of years we can have you back on. Hopefully I can have a real studio and we could have a flamethrower or something. It would be oh, sick. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll, we'll, we'll touch base in five years on our empires. Yeah, on our empires. Okay. For the fans, thank you. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Tom Kenny Podcast. This is in no way affiliated or sponsored by the Oreo Corporation. We upload podcasts every week on every major streaming platform. Thank you for listening, and until next time.